Being a better human to me means meeting people halfway. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to the In Raw Life podcast. We are so happy that you're joining us today. And today we are talking about doing less so you can enjoy more. Ooh, I like what you did there. But first, Sierra, I would like to find out what's going on with you. Give me your rawality check. All right, here I come. Brace yourself. It's epic today. <laughs> no, not really. It consists of me hanging out on Zillow last night before I went to bed. <laughs> That's dangerous. It is. I think Zillow is to me, probably similar the way that Facebook is to others. I don't scroll Facebook. I try not to, but I can scroll through Zillow for a while. Yeah. And it's not that I'm house shopping necessarily. I don't really do stuff for myself. And for whatever reason, everybody was asleep because we recorded a podcast episode last night too. So I was up really late and I took a shower and everyone was still asleep, which is rare. If I ever take a shower at night, somebody has to wake up and scream in the middle of it. So I found myself with time to myself for which I could go to bed, but I thought, no, 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 I want to take advantage of this quiet peace that I have. And as you probably know by now, my husband and I, we have a sleep divorce, so I had the whole bed to myself, the whole room to myself. <laughs> what was I going to do? I pulled out my iPad and I decided to look up houses from my childhood. So not the houses that I've personally lived in, but houses that really made a big difference to me. Like I spent a lot of time at my aunt's house as a kid. I had I have four cousins there. So being an only child, that's where I got a lot of my playtime. And I loved I loved the time I spent there. I always, whenever my house smells like her house in childhood, I think that I'm being a successful mother because that's what childhood is Aww. supposed to smell like. And that's what my kids smell. It's so funny. I associate all of my success as a mother to the way her house felt and smelled because she had multiple kids and I feel like she did a good job with it. So anyway, I thought, oh, I should look up this house and see how much it would be if it was for sale right now. Because if I bought that house, what a dream <laughs> is where my head is going. It's ridiculous. But it was actually a huge mistake because I guess it last sold in 2015 and they had moved out of it in 2005. So it had 10 years of life lived in it from the time that I was there to the time these pictures were taken. And the pictures just made me so sad because some things were the same. This terrible flooring still hadn't changed. <laughs> this floor from the 80s, I don't know why it was still there. But other things had changed, like walls had been painted. And where her huge dining room table sat, where we all would gather around and have big meals, it was this tiny little table with only two chairs. And it made me so mad. I was like... What is going on here? We're supposed to have family gatherings in this space and who's eating at that table? It's pathetic. Anyway, it was this whole roller coaster of emotions that I rode through as I 
Scandzilla last night in my free time. Well, that's fun, though. I mean, that's it's fun to go do those things. It's kind of funny, all of the emotions that come with it when you're totally not expecting it. Yeah, it caught me by surprise for sure. I just wanted to see if it was for sale because obviously if it was, I would pack up my entire family and move to Colorado Duh. just to buy that house. But luckily for everyone involved, it was not for sale. Aw, man. What about you, Jess? What's your raw ality of the day? I, it's not exciting. I'm tired, man. I, <laughs> I mean, as I talked about before, during my shorter than most people stay at home quarantine, I didn't really stop a whole lot. And then I got back to work where I'm on my feet pretty much all day and I'm working with kids and doing things and constantly going. So I'm just tired. And that on top of a lot of things on my mind, I, yeah, that's why I, I like today's topic because it's what I really believe in. And I'm glad that I do a lot of it since I'm also still (laughs) very busy and tired. I can't imagine if I was actually over planning myself or doing all the, even more. So yeah, that's my reality check. I still need to take a little more of my own advice and calm down and stop and smell the roses. That's so funny that you say that because I was thinking, ooh, this is going to be a good episode because it's going to be preaching to ourselves in mm-hmm. in the process. And I love a good preach to yourself kind of Oh, I always say I am incredibly good at giving good advice. I am not always very good at taking my own advice or taking others' advice. <laughs> okay, so we realized during quarantine and during the world slowing down in general that we really don't need a whole lot. I myself, and I know that Sierra's done some reorganization in her house too, and kind of just trying to have only what we really want and need and things that are quality over quantity. But Mm -hmm. during this, the whole world has realized we don't need as much materialistic things or just time-consuming things. We don't need a full calendar to be happy. All the events. Yeah, we don't we don't need to be constantly busy, constantly going, constantly out in public and out of our house to be happy. And some and mm. I know I've talked to a lot of people. Sierra and I of course talk with each other, but my boss and my dad have both talked to me about how they realized they used to go so many places or do so many things and they are just as happy if not happier right now with the fact that they haven't been doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad and stepmom are probably spending way more time together right now and going on walks and hikes and having dinner together. And, and my boss was spending so much time with her kids. I mean, you know, she owns a business. So she was able to stay home, spend time with her kids, do gardening, do just just be a family. And I find that so important to our mental and physical and emotional health and I really hope – I've been saying this since the beginning of this whole pandemic once it started affecting our daily lives, is that I really hope that this stuff sticks with people, that they remember, oh, yeah, that was a lot nicer. I don't have to go do all these other things just because it's there to do. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, even right now, I'm sitting here and I sit in this spot every time we do a podcast – but this time I noticed the butterflies flying outside, mm. which is just so cool. It's the little tiny things like that where my son and I, we go on a walk. He rides his tricycle and we walk around our neighborhood, which we've always done. 
we either do it in the morning or at night. And it's like, okay, let's go. Let's hurry up and get this walk over with so we can get back to bath or because we got to get in the car to get going for the day, whatever the case may be. And now we go for a long walk and he asks to go around the block and I say, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> let's keep going. And we go a couple times a day and we pause and look at the grasshoppers and all the things, which it just has a lot more of relaxation to it than it used to, even yeah. though it's still family bonding, you know, it, before I thought I was bonding with my son because we're going on a walk together, but I wasn't bonding with him when I was rushing the walk and being in a thousand other places. You were you were physically walking with him, but you weren't really a part of it because your mind was somewhere else. Yes. Which sometimes still happens. Yeah, of course. I mean, we can't be perfect. And some days I need to have some music on or something on the walk just because my mind is so busy. So mm-hmm. I am still not fully present with him because I have something else in my ear. But that's to try to keep me away from going into a negative place. So, you know, it's all a balance, Mm -hmm. doing all the things. Yeah, that's why I think this topic is so great to talk about because slowing down can make a huge difference. And as much as I'm on the go and as much as my schedule is still even full in quarantine, Mm -hmm. I have been able – well, I've had no choice but to not keep it as full as normal. And I'm actually finishing projects and it feels so rewarding. Yeah, I ran some errands this morning and it was the first time that I've ran errands besides the grocery store in months now. And it felt weird and I almost didn't really want to. Yeah. I, I mean, it was things like exchanges and some things for projects that I really need to do. But I wanted to do it as quick as possible and just get home. And I love people. I love being around people. I love talking. I love doing things. But I just wanted to get home and do what I wanted to do instead. Yeah. For me, that's been the weirdest thing because I'm so extroverted and I love being around people. I really thought that this was going to be a lot harder on me. And maybe it's because my son is getting, my oldest is getting a little older now and we can hang out versus Mm -hmm. just me taking care of him kind of thing. But it's been so rewarding and enriching to my life to just be able to have to sit there and have to play with him because I have nothing else to do. It's pretty special. I hope, I hope that I hold on to this. Again, I never want to take away from the bad that has happened from this, but I like to look at the good and I feel like this was a reset that we personally needed because Mm -hmm. we have been obsessed with our phones and with social media, YouTube. I mean, there's so much content out there for us to consume that we were practically self-isolated in our phones and we didn't even realize it. And so now that we've finished Netflix, we can we can be present in our lives and present with our emotions, which could be scary, but necessary and present with our families, which I think we all need a lot more of. Which is the most important part of our lives. We have them for a reason. Yeah. I just so apropos, I was scrolling Instagram about 30 minutes ago and I came upon a new post from one of my favorite Instagrams, which is Humans of New York, who if you don't know what Humans of New York is, he started in New York City, but now he does it kind of everywhere sometimes. Just randomly stops and interviews people that seem interesting and will take their picture and post their whole story. Sometimes not even over their face if they don't want their face to be shown, but just telling their human story. And today's was this girl, she's probably in her, I don't know, maybe mid to late 20s or possibly yeah, into her 30s. Like 
and I'm ter- I'm not always great with all history. So she was, <laughs> this would tell me more if I knew more about exactly when this happened. But she's from the Soviet Union or her birth certificate says Russia, but around right around when that was all changing, when there was no more Soviet Union. And how she had one older sister and her parents were educated, university teachers, I think, but they were very poor and everyone was poor. The economy was awful there. And they lived in a two-bedroom place and they slept on pull-out couches and they had this super old car that they weren't sure if it was going to keep going every year and the driver's seat was stuck in recline. But she said, and I love when I hear this, she had no idea that she was poor because her parents filled their lives with love and attention and they were a family and they spent time together and that is what was important. So she had no idea that she was poor. And I also love the opposite when people don't know that they're rich either. It's just, it's so much more about the the love and quality of time than the things that you're actually doing or how many things. Yeah. In that post, she said that they would get two Coca-Cola bottles a year, one on their birthday and mm-hmm. one at New Year's. And that in itself speaks volumes to me because we can sit and rest in want for so long, looking around at what everybody else has and comparing ourselves and wondering when we're going to get that. But to her, it wasn't something that she was missing out on. It was a reward Mm -hmm. to me. I think, oh my gosh, you can only have two Cokes a year, but that was not what the way she saw it at all. She saw the value of, oh yay, it's time for my Coke. (laughs) That's so neat. There's, A lot to say about the time you spend with your family as well as your frame of mind in that time spent, mindset, time spent. (laughs) Anyway. So Sierra has brought this up to me before too, and I think this is really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about priority versus priorities? I would love to. So I'm a writer by day and podcaster by night. And by being a writer, I love words and grammar. And if you ever want to send me a grammar joke, I will laugh all day at it and tell my husband about it and make him laugh even if he doesn't think it's funny. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) or punny. So the word priority means the number one most important thing. So the actual definition, if I look it up, is the fact or condition of being regarded or treated as more important. So the simple act of putting an S at the end of priority makes priority null and void. It's an oxymoron. Yeah, exactly. Because you can only have one priority. There is no such thing as priorities because when you plan what your priority is, you need to Pick the thing that is the most important to you and focus on that. When you are prioritizing, you are picking the one priority. Exactly. But instead, if you pick multiple priorities, then automatically you don't know where to put your focus. So you spread your focus thin among all of the priorities and in turn get weak results because nothing has been given your full focus and attention. Word nerd. So if we're not going to fill our plates with a bunch of priorities, what can we do instead? Jessica, you had some ideas. Tell me, tell me your ideas of what to do. Because this is something I still struggle with. I know the definition of priority, and yet I still 
have a really hard time not putting everything on my plate because of my intense fear of missing out. Yes. So I don't often say no to something. My husband will offer to take the kids on a walk so I can have a half an hour to myself, which sounds lovely. But then I go, but then I'm going to miss out on the walk. So can't I just do both? Which is impossible. So anyway, Jessica, give me some of your ideas because I like to pile my plate high. Well, as I've said, I pile my plate high too, but I've gotten again in my Older, wiser, mature years. I oh, look at how mature you are. I've gotten better at shutting FOMO down because I have I get major FOMO too. And you just have to figure out what's actually really gonna fulfill you and make you happy. Ways that you can swap out things and your time to help you invest in yourself and live better is perfect examples during quarantine right now. Instead of going to a million birthday parties on the weekend or running errands after work before you get home to do dinner, you couldn't right now. Now you're starting to be able to, but you couldn't. So instead, you went for a walk with your kids or played chalk out on the driveway. But the people out there are thinking, but what's going to happen if I miss all the birthday parties or when am I going to run the errands? So what do you? what would you say to that? I would say figure out which ones are actually the most important to you and put them on the weekend. Prioritize it for real. (laughs) That I think is a huge lesson to learn is how much you can get done in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Because I can take a five-minute shower or I can take a half-an-hour shower. It depends on my mood and what I actually want. If I go in the shower and scroll Instagram, it's going to be a half an hour. (laughs) Girl, you scroll Instagram in the shower? Yes, you don't? Sure don't. I do it on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's my time alone. Actually, there's times I've been in the shower so long that I get so hot I have to get out and I haven't actually washed my body yet. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, I prioritize my shower by the fact that I need one every single day, but I do not take long showers because... No, you take super fast showers. I take super fast showers because I've got other things that I would rather be doing. Same reason why my house is organized, but it's not always the cleanest because I prioritize on the weekend, I could spend time with my kid and play this board game and have fun and then also have time to myself to relax, or I could vacuum every single weekend. Yeah. And some of you people out there might be like, oh my gosh, Jessica doesn't vacuum every single week. But it's just- Oh my gosh, no. I mean, if my house is a mess and I notice it, I'm like, oh, let me give 15, 20 minutes to cleaning a little bit right now. And I fit that in because I make my schedule work that way. But I don't prioritize it because what's that going to do for me? We're not living in filth. My house is never disgusting. But I don't feel the need to vacuum and scrub everything every single week because that's not how I want to spend my time. And that's how I fit everything else in. And if you happen to be a germaphobe and that grosses you out, there's other ways that you could still prioritize your children over cleaning and have a clean house. Yeah. If cleaning is also important to you, maybe take out something else. Or I know some people, this has been a huge help to me. I mean, I'm not scrubbing. I just did a a deep clean of my bathroom yesterday and that was the first time in a while. (laughs) But what I always do is whenever I wipe my face, when I wipe my makeup off, I use a baby wipe. So then I just fold the baby wipe in half and wipe off the counter. I've heard it called anchoring tasks. So if you just do a task while you're doing something else, it kind of 
gets rid of that. So that way you have more time in your day for other things, but don't spend every day scrubbing the floors. Just do one little task. And that way it kind of all adds up to a clean house at the end of a couple weeks. But also if, if that's your thing, then that's, you know, I like to work out and or sit down and crochet or work on some sort of creative project or do a podcast. Other people, mm-hmm. their hobby or the thing that they enjoy doing is cleaning. And then that fits in That's to true. that section of their day. But, you know, there's just so much. And even people that go and eat out, say, three times a week, I would say maybe that's an average, I think, for people. Sure. And people have not been allowed able to do that lately. So they take in, they order out, or they make food at home. And that right there is adding time that you're spending with your family. Because if you go to out to eat, especially if it's a work day and school day night, you're rushing to get there. You're rushing through it. It's probably busy. You're, you're the kids, on the waiter. The kid, everyone's already kind of tired. Like that, that takes all that takes so much more time and stress. And I'm not saying don't go out to eat. I enjoy going out to eat just as much as the next person. But if you're doing it all the time, it's not as special either. So mm-hmm. it's, you're taking all of this time and all of this stress where if you just plan for it to have stuff at home or to order out and have it at home, all that time that took for the travel and the waiting and the stress, now you're at home with your family or by yourself if you live by yourself and getting to do more of what you want to do. Yeah, I think before I got off on the tangent of my shower, I was going to say <laughs> that I realize now that I can do things a lot more quickly when I'm going out. So when I do run my errands, I can be in and out. I don't have to stay and linger. I haven't wanted to linger at Target in a long time, which actually makes me sad because that was something I used to enjoy. I know. I was kind of sad in Target today. I know. But there's other places that I don't need to linger. I just do for whatever reason because I don't have a mission. But I think if you set the intention in your mind – I'm going to go and I'm going to knock out these errands really quickly so that I can go back and play a game with my kids. But by setting that intention, your mind's more focused. So you know, okay, get in, get out, get on with my day. Yeah, that's and that's exactly how I've been grocery shopping for months. I mean, this was way at least the last year because I shop at Kroger every two weeks and I shop for two weeks at a time. And the Kroger app is beautiful. And you can put it in the store that you're going to and put in all the things that you want onto your shopping list. And it tells you whether it's in stock or not at that store. It adds up your total and it tells you what aisle they're located in. So all I do is go to that exact aisle, get what I want and get out. I'm laser focused because even grocery shopping before I would have my list and I'd have it all planned out and I generally know where things are. But then I'm like, oh, look at this thing. And although that's fun. And then that adds up money. That adds up extra stuff that we might not even use. And it adds time to my grocery shopping. (laughs) So this way I get in and out and I didn't linger. And that adds quality time to my day. Yeah. And that improves your budget by knowing the price. Dude, when you linger, oh man, you spend a lot more than you mean to. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're not already convinced about how amazing it is to slow down, I have found a new source. It's actually not psychology today. It is ink.com and it's four ways that slowing down will actually make you more successful. Mm. So this resonates with me. Back in 2017, which was right after Arrow was born, I was doing a book study with a bunch of girls from church on a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it was, I highly recommend that book 
to anybody who wants to slow down because it just helps you to calm your heart and to find peace while trying to eliminate hurry. But until then, I have this ink.com article for you. I don't know. I felt like the two complemented each other well. So first go and read that book and then come back and listen to the end of this podcast. No, totally. <laughs> here's, here's my four ways that slowing down will actually make you more successful, but they're not mine. Some other guy made it up. Some really smart psychologist dude. Anyway, here they are. The first one is that when you slow down, you'll have greater clarity. So he says, what's the point of hustling if you're going in the wrong direction? And oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how many times I have started a project thinking, oh, this is going to be great and rushed through it only to find out that it has led me astray. Have you been there, Jess? I can't say that no. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you're very detailed and you slow down and write out your lists and I am not. Um, <laughs> it's only recently that I've recognized that and slowed down to process, is this something good for me or not? Which is actually why this podcast took so long to get up and running because I understood the value of clarity. But before that, I would say yes to anything that sounded like a fun opportunity and end up with so much on my plate that I wasn't actually making strides in the direction I wanted to go. So slowing down has made me more successful. Number two is you can't hustle if you're dead, which... So true. So, you know, the hustle, the stress on your life will could shorten your lifespan. But also, I think what this author meant is that when you're constantly in a state of hustle, your creativity is dead. You don't have the juices flowing to make your talent shine, which I think is a really cool way of putting it. Number three is you'll harness the power of emotion. And of course, I love talking about emotions and I love even more labeling emotions and the experiences we're having. And so the author says, if you can name it, you can tame it. By slowing down, you can feel the emotions you're experiencing and describe them. And by doing that, you can actually process your emotions and then let them guide you towards a healthy response. And he gave anger as an example, which is so, so powerful to me because I feel like I often tell myself that anger is a bad emotion, which it's yes, not. It's okay to be reminded that anger is not a bad emotion when processed and handled correctly. He says anger is in fact a great emotion because if you're angry, if you're rushing through your anger, then it makes you erratic it makes you short-tempered and it doesn't, you don't take in what's actually going on and it'll get the best of you. And you'll usually act on your, you'll act impulsively on your anger. And that's when anger is bad. However, if you are slowing down and recognizing that your anger is there for a reason, it actually is telling your brain something is wrong here. And so when you're harnessing that anger, it gives you energy to change it to change those circumstances and move towards the right direction. And the fourth and final way that you'll become more successful when slowing down <laughs> is that you'll make better decisions. The author said, what good is hustling all the time if a single decision can undo all the work you've invested? And that's true. I think that one's kind of twofold. One, you're making decisions that'll last longer. But two, I feel like when you're slowing down, you can make the decisions. Again, going back to clarity, 
You have the clarity to actually make a decision instead of waffling for so long on which decision you want to make. And then you make the right one, hopefully, because you're slow and aware and intentional. And that decision pushes you forward to a successful future. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, all of that listening to that and thinking the hu- you can't hustle if you're dead and what good is hustling all the time. It makes me think, I know there's a quote too, or maybe it's just a saying that people say a lot, but you know, what, what are we hustling for? Are we, are we keeping so busy and so full of all the stuff so that we can just die one day? I mean, don't we want to, aren't we doing all of this that we can actually enjoy? So the whole, I mean, the whole point of living is, is to live a good life and enjoy what you're doing and hopefully make a good impact on people or the world or something. Mm-hmm. But if you're just constantly going, 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 that's – you don't even get – I mean, you might be successful in doing things, but you don't even get to enjoy what you've done. I remember when the word hustle became a thing. I mm. feel like it was back in 2015, right mm-hmm. as I was learning – right as I gained a side hustle, mm. side hustle became the thing to do. And I loved all the memes and I had the screenshot on my phone that says, don't quit your side, don't quit your day hustle, whatever it was. Hustle till you make it. I don't need, <laughs> none of these are good memes. I don't know. No wonder my side hustle didn't work. I was very unmotivated. <laughs> this just reminds me, do you remember the time that we had a girls night after Emlyn was born and we said some weird cliche saying the wrong way and then we came up with a million of them? I don't remember what it was, but yes. It was like two two U-turns don't make a right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should have written all those down. Anyway, so obviously I should not be a meme maker, but the point was right as soon as I got my hustle, it was cool to have a hustle. And I thought that was really great until I realized, no, the word hustle itself is exhausting. And so there was this pressure I was putting on myself that the only way my side hustle would take off is if I hustled nonstop. And it took me quite a few years to realize, actually, your side hustle is not going to go anywhere if you're exhausted, drained, and not enjoying it. The reason a side hustle takes off is because somebody's passionate and in love with what they're doing. And that is what sparks their trajectory. I mean, there are a few cases where there was dumb luck and somebody is doing something that they're not passionate about. But the ones where you see true success is because people are so passionate about the little goofy thing that they've created that it becomes the next big thing. Like, hey, what if I just mailed Blockbuster to your house? Okay, Netflix. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those were the days. All that to say, we just want to encourage you to do less because less is more, especially when it comes to prioritizing one thing, which is hopefully yourself or your family. Because when you're not fueled, then you're not getting out in the world to be a better human. Make sure you're fueled and your family is all gassed up too. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. We explored my terrible ability to come up with catchy phrases and the art of doing less. We are so glad that you come back every week and that you stick around long enough to hear the end of this 
the ridiculousness that we are so passionate about. We actually would love it if you helped our side hustle to grow by rate, reviewing, and subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also love you to be a part of the podcast. So if you have an idea of what it means to be a better human, whatever it is to you, we want to hear about it. You can send us a quick audio recording or a typed up message, and we will put it at the beginning of an episode. And you can send that to podcast at inrawlife.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the In Raw Life Podcast. You can find many more shenanigans and much more encouragement yes. there. And until next week, we hope that you cut your to-do list in half and look at those things that you think are the most important and do them, damn it. Bye. Do them, damn it. I was like, oh, she's making this one so nice <laughs> and fluffy. Nope. Don't quit your side hustle if you're still slowing down hustling. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this is terrible. I've lost Jessica, guys. Don't let your side hustle be to make hustling hustles bustle. I just, nope. not be me making. Okay. Oh, yay. It's time for my Coke. Coca-Cola, you want to sponsor us? It was too nice. Thank you. Thank you for getting rid of the niceness. (laughs) Mindset time spent. It's time to run. Spent.